Souls. This is Alice Autumn Strange, and you are listening to Magic in the Mind podcast, where spirituality and psychology intersect. This podcast is going to be different. If you've been around for a while, or you've gone back and listened to some of my older episodes, you'll know that oversharing on the podcast is not a new thing but it has not happened in a while. And this episode is going to be exactly that. And this episode is not going to be a happy fun time. There may be things that you disagree with and there may be things that anger you. There may be things that make your heart hurt, but I'm going to say them all because they need said. I'm going to be discussing mental health than the failings of the mental health system, and mostly my own experience. My goal is to either make you feel seen, heard, not so alone, or to open your eyes so that you can understand a part of the human experience that some of us go through. This may be a difficult one to listen to, but I've done my best to keep this as least triggering as possible. And the episode will end on a positive note. My intention is to give hope. So I will start with some of the background information on what's going on spiritually and energetically right now. I know that this time of year on its own can be difficult for a lot of people and I'm right there with you. So I've seen in my social circles and just about every spiritual community I'm a part of that everyone seems to be struggling in one way or another. The energies of the end of this year have been hard. I haven't covered any of it here or anywhere else really because there are a lot of people out there who are talking about it and they cover it much better than I could. Um, The eclipses we had in October are really kind of where it started for me. Um, Though it has been going on longer than that. Then um, there was the 1111 portal and the 1212 portal. And I'm not super educated about portals. It's a pretty new concept to me, but my understanding is that the wrap up of 2023 was about releasing and letting go of what doesn't serve us. And part of that has to do with um, new earth. There's been a lot of talk about new new earth. And again, this is not something I'm an expert in. Um, I'm going to link an article in the description that can explain it better than I can. But to kind of sum it up for the sake of this podcast, the earth is shifting from the 3D to the 5D. And we're moving into a huge transition where there will be many people awakening at this time. And We are all being asked to transform into more divine, love-focused consciousness. And that's just barely scraping the surface. So if you want to learn more, if that sounds interesting to you, um, I encourage you to look into it. So with all of these things energetically, it has led to many people feeling drained as we go through ascension and upgrades and many people are feeling exhausted, feeling ill, feeling anxiety, overwhelm, and all around heightened energies. So let's get into the oversharing. (laughs) Um, 
first of all, one of the most important things in my life to me is to be my authentic self in every way I can. So a little bit about why we're oversharing all of this. I hope that by sharing my experiences, some of you can relate and not feel as alone uh, in this collective shift and in your own just life and lessons. I also hope that showing a bit of humanity can kind of bring us all together. And I'm not seeking sympathy or anything of the sort. I'm really just aiming to outline a personal account, completely true, some things excluded for like the sake of being brief and and not like traumatizing everybody, but just a personal account of mental health struggles. Um, But first and foremost, I am okay. I am 90% past this cycle of my life and I'm in a much better place than I was. So to be a little blunt, my life has been the tower card recently in many things, things that I have built my life around, things that have been very stable for me in the past have crumbled around me and I've just been scrambling to pick up the pieces. Back in October, right around the eclipses, I lost my health insurance due to a miscommunication, just a fluke, and it was completely out of my control. And I don't think I've ever really shared the extent to which I have struggled with my mental health in the past. Um, and I, I've been very hesitant to talk about these things. Mental health is so terribly stigmatized, especially in the beginning of this podcast. I was very worried that no one would take me seriously if I disclosed too much detail. So here we go. I'm going to share things that I feel comfortable sharing because authenticity is good. Honesty is good. Obviously, I won't be sharing everything because one, I need some privacy and two, some things I've been going through in my opinion won't really do much to help everybody, all of you. And that's really what I'm here to do. So before losing my insurance, I was taking around nine different medications for my mental health many of them treating the exact same issue and many of them really not doing much to help. And I was, you know, previous to losing insurance, I was in the process of lowering my medications because I've done a lot of great work in therapy. And I also began receiving energy healings and um, eventually performing them on myself, which made a world of difference. And by the end of October, because I lost my insurance, I was forced to go off of all of my medications, including a fair amount of medication for physical issues as well, and all of it without the help of a doctor. To say that this was a roller coaster would be an understatement. It was scary and dangerous and miserable. For some extra context, I've taken psychiatric medication since the age of 15 when I was diagnosed with a serious mental health condition and I'm 31 now and if you're wondering about the age thing and the implications yes this was not ideal there were a lot of issues I had around hating medication but being unhealthily dependent on medication Wondering who I truly was without medication, but being terrified to go without medication. And 
generally just a lot of trauma. Um, this experience could be a whole episode on its own, but that is not what we're here for today. <sighs> now, I originally wasn't going to talk about this in this podcast. I have written this podcast a long time ago, uh, kind of weeks ago, and I've redone it many times and, and just edited and edited and over and over. But in the end, I decided to keep this. It is kind of specific. It is pretty specific, but um, I decided to leave it in because I feel like the healthcare in the U.S. is not okay. And there are probably people who have had similar experiences to this. So at one point, I set up an appointment with my doctor that I was going to pay for out of pocket. And somehow they did not have the correct phone number for me. And I was doing a phone visit. So the call never came. And after waiting about seven minutes, I think it was seven minutes, I called them and we figured out that the phone number was the issue. And without any conversation, they informed me that I'd missed the appointment. My doctor was no longer going to be working with me. While there is more to the story than me missing this single appointment, this doctor, knowing full well that I was out of medication and withdrawing, had no insurance and was not doing well, she was very aware that I was not doing well, chose to no longer help me. It is what it is. Um, she gave me one month of refills on my medications. One month. Um, which is a very serious problem because it takes about three months to get into a doctor where I currently live, if you're lucky. Um, it can be a lot longer than that sometimes. And without insurance, I couldn't even pay for the medications she prescribed. And I was given no choice and no compassion. But I made it, right? <laughs> I'm here. But it wasn't easy. And just as this happened to me, it is happening to people all over who may not have been as lucky as me. People, people die this way. This is not uncommon. Sometimes this leads to people being hospitalized, which is commonly quite traumatizing and leaves them with like mountains of medical debt. And sometimes people just don't make it. I know this is hard to talk about, but I feel it's really important for these issues to be brought to light because it's happening every day. While going off the medication, there were days I felt good, but other days were hell. And every day was a new challenge. I never knew what to expect when I woke up in the morning. There are all sorts of terrible things that happen to your body when you stop these types of medications, cold turkey. Some of the things I personally experienced are, um, I went through periods of severe depression and periods of hyperproductivity to make up for it. I had extreme mood swings. I experienced an inability to initiate tasks leading to days of not moving off the couch. I gained weight, a lot of weight. Um, 
but I also lost the ability to recognize when I was hungry, so I wasn't eating. Go figure. Um, I experienced dissociation a lot. I had terrible anxiety and panic attacks, and I had brain fog and just general confusion. Um, often not knowing what was going on or being unable to just finish a sentence. My inner critic, my inner little talky voice, the critic, came back full force. She's, she's, she came back. <laughs> um, I developed insomnia along with hypersomnia. And my perception of time was completely warped. I really struggled to remember anything from the last half of October to the middle of December. One, the one thing that was particularly hard was the perception of time being off. In my own reality, every day seems so short. Like I never had enough time. But when I tried to remember what happened a few days ago or a week ago, it honestly felt like months. And this might sound just out there, it might sound totally crazy, but I, I was I was really going through it and I was, the human body is not meant to, to take, the human body is not meant to take that kind of medication at that level, you know, at that amount either. Um, and so going off of all of it, you know, all those chemicals just cut off completely. I, it truly, the perception, a simple, simple thing we take for granted, the perception of time, just understanding like time moves and this is how it moves and this is what it feels like, was like totally wrong, totally off for me. And it was hard because of this. It was very hard to tell myself that this was temporary and would pass because it felt like I had been withdrawing from these medications for six months when in reality it was only four or five weeks. Toward the beginning of December, I did start to even out a little bit, a little bit more because the effects of going off the medications were finally starting to end. Uh, my brain fog had cleared, time was making more sense, but with that clarity, came a good amount of hopelessness. And at the same time, my moods were still all over the place. I just became triggered at the slightest things, the littlest things, and I was just generally unwell. I I just had more clarity about it all, which actually was not that great, kind of made it worse. And I lived like this until eventually I was able to get my insurance back, which was great, and I got back into therapy. Um, but I had a whole lot of doubt about medication. I really struggled with the idea of going back on the medication because me life with medication wasn't always great. It actually really sucked. It did. I, I suffered from such terrible exhaustion that I was tested for all sorts of sleep disorders and, and deficiencies in these things, but everything came back normal. They just told me you have to live with it. I developed a movement disorder, a very rare one called um, an ocular gyro crisis, and I struggled for over a year with these episodes. 
um, to figure out what was going on. And I should have been done with it um, a while before this period, but while withdrawing from the medications, it came back worse than it had ever been before. And honestly, I can't put into words how horrifying the episodes of the movement disorder are. It's, it's called an oculogyro crisis for a reason. So there were a lot of valid reasons I didn't like the medication. These are just two examples of many. Anyone who has been on heavy psychiatric medications, but even just any psychiatric medications, could probably relate to this feeling. I wanted so badly to be one of those stories of a person who was always told they would be on medication forever, and despite the odds, they were able to overcome and thrive without it. And, and these people exist. I have a few friends who've had this experience, even with diagnoses like schizophrenia, um, dissociative identity disorder, bipolar, etc. And I found myself comforting myself with the belief that losing insurance was divinely orchestrated so that I could see that I didn't need it. When the insurance was up and running again, I did start up a few of the gentler medications that were at lower doses because I was not doing well. I persisted, but some of my symptoms came back and it became clear that I was not going to be able to avoid medication at this time as badly as I wanted to. To explain it a little further, um, for people who aren't familiar with these things, if you've never dealt with it, I don't expect you to be familiar with it. Um, so I was able to get a month's supply of medication. We're talking beginning middle-ish of December. I was able to get a month's supply of medications, um, the ones that I was pr originally prescribed because of my former doctor and um, the, the refill she gave I couldn't afford at the time. So they were just sitting there waiting for me. Um, but many of those medications were at, at higher doses. And uh, when you start a medication, a psychiatric medication in particular, I won't speak for all medications, um, you have to start at a small dose. You, your body can't handle just jumping to a really high dose after having none of it at all. Which meant I only had a few medications that I could take safely without the help of a doctor, and I still didn't have a doctor. So, after pushing and trying for weeks, I found a doctor who was willing to start figuring out where to go from here. And at first I was feeling hopeful, but unfortunately the situation with this doctor is not ideal. I have again been faced with the way that the mental health system is failing me and my heart truly hurts for the people who are also experiencing this. I want to say I recognize I am very privileged in that I have a great support system and I have people who care about my mental health as much as I do and I had access 
to a family member who drove five hours round trip to get me to this doctor with only a few hours notice. I have people who've offered to help chip in on medical costs. But this is sadly a very rare situation. A large portion of people who find themselves in my shoes don't have these supports and they are fighting for their lives on their own. Alone. If you've been here or you are currently here, know that from the bottom of my heart, I am so sorry and you deserve better. If you've not experienced this and this is something new to you, I just ask that you think about this and that you show compassion to people who struggle with mental health and and everyone you come across because not all pain can be seen and a little bit of kindness can really go a long way. I know that I cannot change this problem with a podcast complaining about my life, but I at least hope to raise awareness of just how serious this issue is and how far we've gone astray as a society in this regard. So, where am I now? After a lot of contemplation, I have mostly come to peace with the fact that some of these medications are something I need, at least for the time being, but this was not an easy task. I mean, at 15 years old, I was told I would be on medication forever. Like, there was no maybe forever at 15 years old. This was drilled into me over and over, and I was shown that every problem I had with my mind needed a pill. Obviously, this is not the answer. I went through years of therapy to overcome this mindset and to learn that a lot of my healing is in my own hands. Many things can be overcome given the right skills and practice of those skills. The mind is an incredible thing. It has amazing capabilities to heal itself and rewire completely if we are given the right guidance to do so. But within the spiritual community, there is a frightening trend to reject medication. Medication is evil. Medication disconnects you um, or that you aren't your real self with medication. And I want to say here and now that this is just not true. It's not. This is such a dangerous message to send. There are people who hear this and then live years in misery thinking it is the only way. And again, this is how people die. Medication, even just for a short little period, can be life-saving. If you choose not to use medication for yourself, that is completely valid. You are your own master. You can make whatever choice you want about your own health. But do not judge someone for choosing differently. You have no idea what it is like to live in another person's head. You just don't. And this goes for literally everything. Don't judge someone for 
their choice in religion or their sexual preferences or their gender or their wealth or anything in their life that doesn't affect you. It's hateful and it's harmful and it does good for no one. Again, you can choose not to use medication. You can choose that it is not for you and that's not how you want to conduct yourself. And okay, okay, fair, fair. But if there's someone who is struggling, if there's someone who just needs a little bit of help with, with their mental state, it is, it is literally harmful to, to tell them, oh, well, medication, it, it dulls your senses. Medication, it makes you feel weird. It, it disconnects you from the divine. It is not, I could, I literally, I am so passionate about this. I could go on forever, but, but just summary, choose what you want to do. Make choices for your own life. You are allowed to do that. I encourage you to do that. Do what feels right to you. But leave everybody else alone about how they choose to live their life. I understand that's a little weird because I'm sitting here preaching to you and, and whatever, whatever. But I'm literally just like, people die this way, guys. People, people have a whole poor quality of life. And, and just no one deserves to live miserably when, when they could possibly get help that they want or need. It's just not right. Come to everyone with compassion and love in your heart. Do not hate. So circling back to the spiritual side of things. I won't lie. I was angry. I was angry that spirit would put me through all of that, all the withdrawal, all the losing this and that and this and that, without that beautiful resolution I had hoped for. I couldn't understand what lesson I was supposed to learn, which may seem to be a strange reaction to some people, but finding a silver lining is something that has always gotten me through. I, if I can find some kind of hopeful message at the end of a rough day that's going to get me through and and honestly these past few months have been the worst of my life i feel like i have regressed in my healing something i've worked years and years for something i work to teach about and help others to do and i for a while i felt like a fraud imposter syndrome hit me hard and I had goals of beginning the process of becoming a life coach this year, you know, specializing in people who struggle with mental illness and want to progress in their spirituality. And it truly felt like I had failed. But, but, big but, here are the positives. There's no reason I can't help people or even become a life coach just because my body does better with the assistance of medication. Maybe there's a need in the world for acceptance of this kind of assistance. Maybe learning what helps me, not judging myself for it, and empowering others to do the same is needed. 
maybe this experience can help me to support others as they discontinue medications safely or set the example of radical self-acceptance no matter what your needs are. I worked to understand my situation and I am open to the possibility that in the end, the lesson I was meant to see is that there's nothing wrong with needing medication. I also came a long way in recognizing that sometimes we just don't know. We may not know the lesson we are currently learning and that's okay. Spirituality is often about surrendering control and the need to know the reason why we're going through what we're going through is essentially seeking control. And I've also come to realize that every struggle with my mental health throughout my life has led me to have the strength to overcome the worst of my life. And overall, what I've been experiencing does make sense in regards to the current energies of this time. Losing my doctor was obviously very difficult and the newer doctor is going to have to go as soon as possible, but this has given me the drive to look into a doctor who I can connect with and who is right for me. Miraculously, literally miraculously, I have been able to find and reach out to holistic doctors and doctors who are openly spiritual in my area, which is really shocking because that's not something you see in the area, this area of the U.S. at all. We are in the Bible Belt. This is this is not where these people live, but apparently they're here because I found them. Um, I am already in communication with some of them and I'm taking the very first steps in the right direction. So here's the message. If you're struggling, you're not alone. No one ever is. It's part of the human experience to have truly dark days and we're all in this together. This is a hard time for everyone and if you're not at your best, that's normal. Never let anyone tell you that you can't heal. Never let anyone tell you that things will never change. Life is constantly changing and we do have the ability to influence it. And you can take your power back. Spirit, the universe, God, source has your back. If you have no one else, you can always turn to the divine. You can look into online communities like Journey to Your Soul, always talking about it, or anywhere you find like-minded people because connecting to others is an essential part of your mental health and your human experience. Find others to connect to. Do it in a healthy way. Build sanctuary. Build comfort. Build communication. I will say one thing that has helped me a lot during this is music. So, by chance you are struggling, by chance you like to listen to new music, I'm going to put some songs um, that have helped me during this time in the description, and hopefully somebody will find that helpful. Um, and I do want to say, I apologize if my podcasts have become less than they were. I have found that having at least one thing I was determined to accomplish kept me going 
but I will admit it became hard and I personally feel I can do much better. Moving forward, I will not be putting the expectation on myself of being perfect. I am not perfect. I can't be, no matter how hard I try, and that is 100% okay. I will still be attempting to post a podcast weekly or bi-weekly, but with flexibility. My goal is, as I improve, I will move back to posting weekly consistently, but my future is very uncertain at this point, and I'm not going to worry about nailing down a solid schedule. I am working on showing myself compassion, and I encourage you to do the same. We can't always expect ourselves to be at our full capacity, and it's okay to just do your best. Be kind to yourself and love yourself through the hard times. I ask that you bear with me. I am not going to disappear without warning. I uh, may be making podcasts in the midst of difficult times, but know that this is something that fulfills me, which is why I am continuing to do it. I really, really, really appreciate the support and continued growth that you all have given me. I love you all. Love yourself and others. Always show kindness where you can. Be compassionate. Be well. Be kind. And may your hope for this world never fade.